0: We got big updates with the Atria Cutie Cinderella deep fake situation. Should people be able to be compensated for donating organs? We got Andrew Tate yelling stuff but getting slapped in the face by the law. We take a peek at some of the women helping nudge young men into a toxic pipeline. We're gonna talk about all of that and so much more on today's brand new Philip DeFranco show. So buckle up, hit that like button and let's just jump into it, you beautiful bastards. Starting with news about this Mensa members mini rant going viral. If you're a man and you use the frowny crying face, you're gay. Back in the war days, you used to have to kill people why the are you sad that's just some of what that homophobic valedictorian was dropping you know a ton of people on the text line sent me this clip said hey phil i want to know your feelings and your reactions to it and ultimately i I just got two things to say one's quick one's longer the first is that i hope that it is readily apparent that this is a trash person who you should not take serious in any capacity it sucks that people like this exist but uh treat her video like uh, a vaccine it's just prepping you for some of the hateful stupidity that is out there in the world that hopefully you don't need but it's best to be prepared to combat it but also too the the person in this video who by the way if you happen to be watching This is the most you'll ever matter. It sucks that your parents spent all those years raising you just so you could be like a small snippet of a Philip DeFranco video. (laughs) I wanted to take a moment to note that people like this it should end with them or at least we should understand that these are like outliers. Because a big problem with our algorithmic news and content feeds is that we ju- we think that everything is what we see. And what I noticed is that after I watched this video, I started being fed more and more content like it. I right? started to get snippets of random podcasts where you have like Instagram models saying like a man is only worth what he can provide me and the host sets the bait for the ridiculous person and they're like, "Okay, well if he's just there to provide you and give you what you want, what happens if he gets hurt?" To which she responds, "Well, I guess I'll get a new one and it's infuriating content that's meant to bait you into reacting with it but then that just feeds the algorithm and then you get more stuff like that and then i think a lot of people especially young men get fed more and more of this content which then gets weaponized by top g fuckheads so you got this algorithmic feed telling you this is what women are like what society is like what is expected of you this is where value comes as a man and then it throws you into this actually toxic masculinity pipeline the toxic masculinity gets thrown around way too much these days but actual and with that there's a lot of misogyny and all of that is taken advantage by a bunch of guys that call themselves like alpha or top g that have programs they're selling or podcasts they're trying to get you to watch is of course the easiest way to monetize something is to to set into people's heads it's a it's a us versus them thing and that's why to, to close this story i really want to speak specifically to the men the, the young men that watch this show i hope that we can realize a number of things uh, the first is that anyone that uses gay as a slur or a slam should go fuck themselves they're worthless they should have just saved themselves the energy and wore a shirt that says nothing of value comes out of my mouth also real men can and do cry they can hug their male friends they can share their feelings rather than just suffering in silence that sort of behavior just makes angry young men who feel victimized by the world and there are a number of things in society that do need to change more and more like uh, it being widely viewed by a number of people that men are only worth what they can provide for a family and i say this as the breadwinner for my family that they can be different for different couples that you don't have to fit into some fucking previously crafted box that society was like now you fit in because we're all just a bunch of fucking involved monkeys on a spinning rock trying to figure shit out and hopefully while we're here while it, it will never be the the entire time we can feel happy and we can feel satisfied and feel like we're we're doing some good here while we're here without having to other or villainize other people who are just existing and i'm not saying don't hate just you know hate specific people based off of their actions. Not whole groups, even though, once again, based off the algorithmic feeds, it can make it feel like everyone. And then we got a big but quick Andrew Tate update because just as I was finishing up today's show, the AP reported that a Romanian court upheld a second 30-day detention for Tate after an appeal, who of course is currently being held on suspicion of organized crime and human trafficking, which means Tate, as well as his brother who's being held for the same investigation, will be in custody until at least February 27th, with BBC News reporting that in the initial decision to extend the Tates' custody in January, the judge cited the capacity of the defendant to exercise permanent psychological control over the victims, including by resorting to constant acts of violence. And while Andrew Tate and his brother have been accused of human trafficking, rape, and organized crime, both Andrew and his brother have denied those allegations, and we saw them still doing so while walking into the court this morning. Are you innocent, Mr. Tate? No, no I'm innocent. Also doubling down on this while leaving the hearing. Ask them for evidence, and they will yeah. give you none because it doesn't exist. We'll find out the truth of this case soon also with this situation we've seen a big update regarding their defense with the brothers reportedly hiring lawyer tina glandian to join their defense team and glandian is very notable because she's represented people like chris brown juicy smulier and kesha with reports saying that she definitely brings a lot of experience to tate's team and today we saw her defending the brothers by claiming that there are outside pressures influencing the case and adding so far the system has failed and then what would you give to get out of prison how much does it matter to you? That's what two democratic state representatives are asking right now in a bill they just introduced that would allow inmates to donate their organs or bone marrow in exchange for reduced sentences. With the idea being that if these inmates do this, they get between 60 days and a year off of their original term. And man, when I tell you that when one of the bill's sponsors, Judith A. Garcia tweeted this out, she got torn to shreds in the replies. People calling it disgusting, predatory, and egregious violation of medical ethics. Now Garcia argued in defense of her bill that it'll grant inmates bodily autonomy and help the 4,000 people waiting for organ donations in Massachusetts. But critics have fired back that you can't have true bodily autonomy when you're incarcerated, and arguing that there are better ways to facilitate organ donation without coercion. Well, we ended up seeing after all this backlash is another sponsor of the bill, Carlos Gonzalez, telling Vice that he's open to dropping the sentence reduction incentive from the bill, saying if that happens, it could become something more reasonable, because people have long advocated getting rid of the roadblocks keeping prisoners in many states from donating to family members, saying that broadening the pool of potential donors would help those more susceptible to organ failure who are disproportionately Black and Latino, as well as strengthening the donor's agency by giving them access to the healthcare needed to go through with the procedure. But even then, you have some critics saying it's just impossible to get informed consent from an environment as inherently coercive as a prison, where inmates are often mentally ill, poor, and uneducated, and merely the perception that their conditions might improve if they donate, whether correct or not, is dangerous. But with this story, I really would love to know your thoughts here. Right, with what's been proposed, are you a hard no? Are you a, a yes on just the family? Are you a yes for if they donate, they get time off? And I ask because I remember from polling somewhere within the last five years that actually a majority of Americans are in favor of financial compensation being allowed for something like a kidney donation? Or because the average wait time for a kidney if you get on the list is over four years and you have thousands of people dying because they don't get donations? So to just stack on another question, because you know I love throwing them at you, if you are someone that's in favor of being able to compensate someone for donating an organ, do you also think that should go to someone like a prisoner in the time that they're serving? Or do you see that situation as something far different from just money because someone's incarcerated? Which I will say that the compensation stuff is is something that I, I always struggle with. Like I personally think that it should be allowed, but I also understand the arguments against it because all of a sudden and you might create this system where, you know, the, the the poor are just exploited for their fucking organs. You know, you're just giving the, the top 5 to 1% even more reason to keep poor people suppressed because, hey, Oregon Farm which then immediately makes me go oh no there shouldn't be compensation allowed at least in the form of money but then also I'm like I feel like we should reward people that are otherwise being generally selfless help me come to a conclusion on this one let me know what you're thinking and then <laughs> long time viewers know I keep my Vessies by the door which actually really made life easier during the recent rain we had here their new Stormburst sneakers keeping my feet dry and warm in the wettest weather I've been in in a long time so thank you Vessie for sponsoring today's show and you know Stormbursts are made for the winter season with the grip and the coverage of an outdoor boot perfect for muddy hikes or being in snowy mountains plus Vessie's ability for everyday life because they actually keep your feet warm and dry through the rain. Definitely a great choice when dealing with unpredictable weather and the must-pack shoe when traveling. They're 100% waterproof and snowproof sneakers that are incredibly comfortable and breathable. The Vessi's are great for the whole family. They fit like a sock so you barely notice you're wearing them. Whether you're hiking or you're caught in a storm, these sneakers are highly functional and stylish. Simply put, Vessi's new Stormburst sneakers are fantastic and a great new style to add to your collection. So go to Vessi.com DeFranco today and get 15% off your entire order. Go get your style and size before they sell out. And then, we got a ton of updates on that Atrioc D fake controversy we talked about yesterday i try to keep it pretty lean because for the most part it's like all the people that should be sorry have said sorry Though i really do want to say at the top of this piece what i said at the end of yesterday's piece this really shouldn't be a situation where for you to think that this is like actually a big deal that it would need to be like your your daughter your sister your girlfriend your wife your mom or someone that you know and if it would make you feel different on it i'm not going to villainize you but I, I think that you need to look inside and try and grow from this but of course the gist of the story is that this streamer atriot got caught opening a tab where there was a deep fake porn website which notably hosted Explicit deep fakes of very high profile female streamers, with many of those women being his colleagues and, in fact, people that are connected to the people that he knows. So there is tons of backlash a number of the women that were featured on that site speaking out. While well, we covered Atriox's initial apology, where he was speaking and his wife was crying behind him yesterday, he has also since released a written apology, apologizing to the female streamers who were actually pictured in his tab, saying your names were dragged into this and you were sexualized against your will, saying I'm sorry my actions have led to further exploitation of you and your body, also saying he wanted to correct the damage he caused. With that, noting that Cutie Cinderella, who is one of the streamers featured, on that site was able to get the site taken down after working with a law firm and H-Rock saying he's working with a law firm to figure out the cost of the legal fees for the women impacted with vice reporting that the creator of that website also issued an apology that read i feel like the total piece of shit i am the best course of action i have understood is to wipe my part off the internet and help decrease the number of future videos of those involved you will not see me pop up again but also it, it's probably easy to be like you know what this is on me i'm so sorry after you've been threatened with a lawsuit which actually regarding that cutie cinderella spoke on it in a stream yesterday i still plan on uh, pressing legal charges so i don't um it's nice that they deleted it but i still plan on moving forward with what i'm working on we also saw more apologies roll in with that of ethan klein there was a moment on the podcast where they were watching cutie cinderella just uh, issuing this powerful response with him then playing the the christmas song over breaking into fits of laughter with him apologizing right after but of course there was still massive massive backlash so we saw him post a video yesterday saying he feels horrible especially since he has so much respect for cutie and that's the part that kind of sucks for me the most is that uh someone who I actually really want to support may have felt uh worse on an already difficult situation because of my careless and uh very very inappropriate and gross and stupid behavior right could you also speaking on stream saying that Ethan reached out to apologize personally like I didn't instantly forgive him I literally said why would you do that to me it's really f***ed up of you but I do believe he's sorry. I think he shouldn't have done that. I think he knows he shouldn't have done that. We also saw a response from Ludwig, not only a massive creator, but Cutie Cinderella's boyfriend. Though he just kind of posted a video largely sharing the stories and reactions of the women impacted. Also noting that as far as why he didn't instantly respond to all of this happening, you know, he said, hey, I'm a, I'm a boyfriend first and, you know, then I'll talk about it. Or he wanted to be there for the person impacted, which makes sense. And it's it's weird that anyone like would, I don't know, think there's any other reason why he wouldn't speak on it. But for me personally, I think the the most interesting aspect of the story is, is what is going to happen through this lawsuit. Because truly nothing changes until more and more precedents are set. While this story is different, it reminds me of uh, all the things that led to legislation around revenge porn. There were well-known websites that were dedicated to revenge porn for a while, and it took time plus lawsuits for the law to catch up. But for now, we're gonna have to wait to see what happens, because remember, this is just one instance of an ever-growing problem. And then, the UK hasn't seen a strike this big in over a decade. You've got more than half a million workers, mostly teachers, civil servants, and train drivers, crowding the streets for what's been dubbed Walkout Wednesday. With nearly all the rail travel down right now, tens of thousands of schools have closed, the military has been placed on standby to help with border checks. And as you'd expect, the number one issue here is money because year-over-year inflation hit 10.5% in December, which drove up the price of food and energy in particular. So you've got workers demanding pay raises to keep up with the inflation and to redress the pay cut that they've suffered in real terms over the past several years, with them also seeking pension reforms and protesting a bill passed in the lower house yesterday that would enforce minimum service levels in some sectors, which notably allows some workers to be fired for not working on strike days. Now, as far as the government's response to this, it's the same that it's always been hard condemnation of the workers. With Prime Minister Rishi Sunak asking, what about the kids missing school today and arguing that pay raises will further spur inflation? And this as the government's been absolutely battered by wave after wave of strikes in recent months. With us only having to look back to this last December to see the largest nurses strike in the history of the NHS. And some think that the government's hardline approach to the labor unrest has cost it politically because conservatives now trail the Labor Party by some 25 points in the polls. And the strikers are aiming their sights squarely on Sunak. And although the unions have coordinated their walkouts for the big demonstration today, most plan to spread their strikes over weeks or months, with nurses, ambulance staff, paramedics, emergency call handlers, and other healthcare workers set to strike next week as well. And so I ask all you beautiful bastards that are out there in the UK, What's going on right now? How you feeling? What are you seeing? Let me know about it in those comments and we'll talk about it some more later this week. And then, as it turns out, there's actually something that both Democrats and Republicans in the Obama, Trump, and Biden administrations can agree on. Salmon. In addition to being my favorite source of protein, there's also kind of a controversy around it. Recently, the Biden EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, issued a rare veto, effectively blocking the proposed pebble mine in Alaska, issuing a final determination under the 1972 Clean Water Act, banning disposal of mine waste in parts of Bristol Bay's watershed, citing that the watershed had streams that serve as crucial breeding grounds for the salmon population and saying that disposing of waste there would destroy 100 miles of streams and 2100 acres of wetlands and the epa saying the decision is necessary to protect not only the fisheries in the area but also the region's culture however the area also contains deposits of precious metal ores which is what the pebble mine would be you know mining and the project calls for a mile-wide open pit that would eventually go to 1500 feet deep with tens of millions of pounds of rock removed and processed annually and that will also require the construction of a power plant pipeline access roads and a port and all of this because the ore has been valued at hundreds of billions of dollars and so the pebble limited Limited Partnership, the group behind the Pebble Project, they've been trying to get to it for decades and they faced a roller coaster trying to get started. Some history here was first introduced in the early 2000s and it found some support a few years later with Republican Sarah Palin, the governor of Alaska at the time. But the Obama-era EPA blocked that mine in 2014, also citing the Clean Water Act and the risks to the salmon. Then you had Trump come into office and reverse that decision, breathing life back into the mine's future. But actually late in the Trump presidency, we saw some Republican opposition to the project, seeing it as a risk to the sport fishing in the area. So what happened is that the United States Army Corps of Engineers denied the Pebble Mine a critical permit, with Pebble Limited now entering its third year of appealing that decision. And in December of 2022, the Conservation Fund purchased the conservation easements of 44,000 acres about 20 miles south of the proposed mine site, meaning that creating an access road to the mine is now much more difficult, bringing us to right now, when the EPA once again blocked the project under the Clean Water Act. And a key thing to note here is that the EPA does not often use this veto power. In the last 30 years, it has been used a whopping total of three times. So with this, as you'd imagine, the pro-Pebble people, not happy. With the Pebble Partnership chief executive saying in a statement, unfortunately, the Biden EPA continues to ignore fair and due process in favor of politics. This preemptive action against Pebble is not supported legally, technically, or environmentally. As such, the next step will likely be to take legal action to fight this injustice. And the governor of Alaska also speaking out against the decision, saying the EPA's vote sets a dangerous precedent, saying it lays the foundation to stop any development project, mining or non-mining, in any area of Alaska with wetlands and fish-bearing streams. But here we're seeing the EPA and the decision supporters standing by it, the EPA administrators saying the decision was made after extensive review of signed and technical research arguing we're committed to making science-based decisions within our regulatory authority that will provide durable protections for people and the planet and that's exactly what we're doing today and the director of united tribes of bristol bay calling the decision a moment of justice after being told the mine was inevitable but we're not done here because the epa has acknowledged that the decision could be overturned in the future but stands by the science behind it saying obviously a final determination may be challenged in a federal court and we can't predict what future administrations may or may not do but what we can assure everyone is that there is a very solid record here and so that uh, appears to be the way that things will last likely be for at least the next two years unless uh, something happens with the legal challenges in that time span but for now that's where we are and that's where i'm gonna end today's show for more news you might have missed i got you here but my name's philip defranco you've just been filled in i love yo faces and i'll see you tomorrow